Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am your one of your co-hosts, John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association. And I'm checking in live in the Quandle studio right here in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. Joined, as always, by uh, Chris Martin. Chris, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, John. And uh, Unfortunately, I don't have a studio that I'm, I'm involved with, so we got to work on that, right? We're working um, on it, yeah. We're working on it, but, uh, you know. Uh, hey, hey, everyone. Uh, this is Chris Martin. I am with Atlas Marketing, and as you've heard before and we'll hear again, we, we tell stories for people who build things, and uh, that's what we're going to do today. Another story, right? Tell another story. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And, it's good. And as you know, as our listeners know, you know, we like to do a lot in workforce development and encourage the trades as much as possible. And I got a, a really cool story to share real quick here before we jump into our guest here. Far away. So you know how you, myself, and you know the, the podcast, we like to support the ACE Mentor Program. Yes. And the local Central PA ACE Mentor Program had their, had their meeting recently. And they had a, a schedule laid out of the upcoming school year for the high school students. Okay. And, and I'm looking down the list, and they had all these various topics, architectural engineering, uh, mechanical engineering, you know, construction management, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on. And to the right of it, they had podcasts for the students to listen to from us, from the Building PA podcast. I'm like, that's Great. Really cool. Yeah. That's and then fantastic. I noticed... There was there was a missing a missing uh, podcast. They didn't have anyone down for for plumbing. So you know, I'm like, what? We got to change this. We got to fix yeah. it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> absolutely. So, so our guest today is going to change that, and we're going to listen to Don Don Eldridge talk about uh, the plumbers and pipe fitters local 520 right here in Central PA. Uh, welcome to the show, Don. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Hey, Don. Hey, how's it going? All right, all right. Yeah, John, I have to admit, I was wondering where you were going, and that was a great bridge. That was fantastic. I liked it. That was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I often do when I start talking, wonder where I'm going. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to say, this whole thing's new. You know, when I when I started this trade, I never thought I'd be doing a an interview for a podcast. This wasn't uh, this wasn't part of the curriculum in apprenticeship school. <laughs> but this, here we are. This wasn't, this wasn't your dream when you were growing up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show here. Just lie to us, Don, and say this. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, you bet. You want to uh, quickly introduce yourself? and I mean, take your time sure. to introduce yourself. Let the listeners know who we have. <laughs> so uh, my name is uh, Don Eldridge, and I'm the training coordinator at Local 520 Plumbers and Pipe Fitters in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, essentially, my job is to oversee the training that goes on in our training center, not only with apprentices, but with our journeymen, um, continuing education. Um, that's, that's pretty much what I, you know, I, I transitioned from out of the field, and I'm now in an office, which wasn't a dream either. But uh, I do, I, I, I'm passionate about the training program and, and hope to tell you a little bit about it and yeah. hopefully get some people interested. 
Absolutely. Yeah, let's let's jump right in. Let's start talking about the training program. Can you tell us about uh, maybe maybe entry would be a good place to start? Like, what are the requirements? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, the requirements: 18 years of age um, at the time you would start. So we do actually take applications of from high school seniors. We just need a letter of intent that they're going to graduate. You know what what day their graduation is, and they'll be 18 years of age. Um, we have an aptitude, we have an application process, so you fill out an application um, with some references. There's an aptitude test. You'll be scheduled to come in and take an aptitude test. It's in three areas, uh, reading comprehension, math proficiency, and mechanical aptitude. And uh, you'll, you'll be ranked on that, and then you'll be called in for an interview. There's an interview process, and once the interview process is done, We'll rank the apprentices on how they scored, how they interviewed, and then as our contractors need apprentices, they'll call us and we'll call those apprentices off the list and put them to work. Uh, typically, that happens around June each year. Um, we accept applications year-round, but we put apprentices to work usually anywhere between April and, and June, and uh, we typically take about 30 apprentices a year here at 520. Okay. What's so, kind of the, the first year like for the, for the apprentice? So the first year, it's, uh, it, it actually, so we have two separate apprenticeship programs here. We have a HVAC service apprenticeship and then a construction apprenticeship, which is really the, plumber, the plumbing, the pipe fitting, and welding disciplines of our trade. So kind of speak to the construction side, which would be the plumber and the pipe fitter and the welder. Mm -hmm. they, would, uh, they would start out in September, and they come in here one day, and here being the training center in Harrisburg, one day every two weeks. And their first year curriculum would be math, related math, science, rigging, uh, material recognition, and we actually bring in a lot of different companies and vendors to do trainings with them. Also, it's Copper Development Associations involved with them, Spears Manufacturing, uh, Vega, which is a press fit uh, product that's out there now that, that's really becoming the, the trend. And uh, that's it's pretty much, you know, pipe, and then we're out in the shop and we're, you know, pipe fitting learning the thread pipe, learning all those things that they're learning on the job also, but just kind of not everybody gets to do every aspect of the trade. So we like to, to introduce it here in the first year, and they'll also complete an OSHA 30 program, so they'll have their OSHA 30 certification in their first year. Uh, that's pretty much it for the first year. Okay, yeah. And that's... Uh, like I said, September they would start. It's every other week. They go through the end of July, so it's a very short break between going from their first to their second year. The service guys, um, they're in here two evenings a week. Okay. So they're in Mondays and Wednesdays, um, three hours a night every week, and that's from September through May. And they're learning everything from start, test, and balance, refrigeration, one, two, and three, electricity, one, through, one, two, and three, arc flash protection, pump alignment, and the list just goes on and on. That's the, the curriculum that they get. Okay. So if, if I was a 
you know, coming out of high school or, or even, you know, young, you know, after that and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what, what requirements of me other than to go through this process are there? Is there anything like I have to have specific tools or, or anything to really understand? Uh, no, no, there, we have, we have no, no requirement for tools. Um, Really, what I mean, a drug screen is part of the application process. But other than that, we're here to train you. You don't need a background in plumbing. You don't have to have years of experience to get in. That's what we're here for. Um, you know, it's not only the training center. The, your time in here is limited, so you're learning the really the trade out on the job site. And that's the biggest thing that you're while you're going to school to learn a trade, you're also working. So you're bringing a paycheck home every week, and there's no tuition for the books for any of the certification classes we have. That we're all self, we're self-funded, 100%. Okay, that's pretty unique. Not many, uh, not many locals or even even building trades are, are self-funded these days. So that's pretty unique. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we're we're actually going right now. We're we're going through the council on occupational education accreditation process right now to be accredited through them. So we can do. We're looking to do direct transfers from places like Thaddeus Stevens and Penn Tech and some of those schools where we might be able to plug those guys in um, in their second or third year because they've already gone through some of the the material. Um, and it also it opens up a funding stream to us too. Also with with uh, the potential for federal grants and those kinds of things to better our program. That's great. Well, Don, let me ask you this then about your, you know, the, the, the separation between HVAC, which I'm assuming is more on the, on the residential side versus the construction side, which sounds like it's on the commercial. Do I have that right? Well, we, we do, we have a few contractors that kind of dip into the residential market, but typically, Everything we do, including the service side of things, is more on the industrial, commercial, institutional scale. Um, so our service guys, that the HVAC techs or MES, mechanical equipment servicemen, they're typically out working on like large size chillers, rooftop units on, on large buildings, large industrial boilers, those kinds of things, rather than you know, your typical heat pumps or, you know, fuel oil furnaces and those kinds of things. We learn all that. We have a fuel oil and combustion class um, because you do get into those residential situations. But typically on both sides, it's really the the industrial side of things. Okay. All right. That's good. And and what type of – and if you could, you know, share some of the contractors that – your members work with? Sure. So, I mean, some of our, our local contractors that we work with are uh, GR Spinagle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Spinagle's a long-time fixture here in the Harrisburg area. Um, mm-hmm. Started by Barney Spinagle. Um, I believe they've been in business for about 80 years. Um, a McClure, the McClure Company mm-hmm. uh, is another one of our contractors. Ingenuity. Uh, really focused on the service side of things. They're over Mechanicsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heim Company with E.L. Heim, which is a large electrical contractor that started a mechanical division about eight, nine years ago. 
they're a large contractor of ours, um, and just a numerous a lot, uh, amount of smaller contractors, um, both on the service and the construction side. And then we also have out-of-town contractors that will come in um, on occasion. We have one right now, Poole and Kent, down at the Hershey Medical Center. Uh, they just put a three-story additional in the Children's Hospital. So they'll come in and they'll hire our members also. Good. We actually went to a job site your workers were on, and Chris and I interviewed one of your apprentices. She was oh, yeah. A, she was a second year, I think, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Through the, the pipe fitters. Was would that have been Megan? That was you, her. you recall the name? Yep. Yep. That her was her. Pipe fitter yep. too. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She, she was uh, fantastic. Yeah. She's a third generation, um, yeah. and yeah, a, a great worker. And you know, I'm really hoping that we're a little ways off yet, but uh, I'd love to get her involved in the training program. You know, that's oh, that that's the good. thing here too. Is we, you know, the 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 instructors that are teaching the apprentices all worked in the trade. They all came from the same place. We went through the apprenticeship ourselves, and uh, we got involved in the training program after it. And and uh, I'd love to see Megan get involved with that, too. I'd love to see more women get involved in the trade. Yeah, yeah I could see her. I could see her teaching. Yeah, she did a good yeah. job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. She was really, really personable and knowledgeable. She, I mean, she was very, uh, very comfortable in what she was talking yeah. about, too. So, yeah, yeah that's cool. Great that's person. great. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, well, so, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, concerning maybe a high school student, are there certain traits that um, that would make them more likely to succeed in, in your trade? That yeah, you know, it's it's really what it comes down to is is a work ethic and and taking pride in in what you do. Um, you know, that's a big thing we push in here. You know, at the end of the day, what we do isn't glamorous. It isn't, you know you're not a superstar, but you take pride in building something and then looking back at it that, you know, this thing came out of the ground and now it's a working hospital or it's a functioning, you know, power plant or, you know, we we built this new school. It's really, it, I'm looking for somebody that, that really takes pride in what they do and takes the time and, and does the best job that they can. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, And then a part two to that is, is there anything that students can maybe be doing now to, you know, be successful? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, to get in, um, you know, to get through the, the aptitude test, you have to be pretty pretty sharp in math. You know, we use math every day here. So, you know, as a, as a high school student, I would say, you know, really, really focus on those, uh, those trig tables and uh, your square roots and, your fractions and your decimals and those kinds of things and and uh, that w- that would really help a high school student succeed because we j- we just had proficiency testing two weeks ago and we had 71 applicants and we will do another session here in January and we'll probably have another 70 to 80 applicants at at that one and out of those 71 only about half of them qualify for. Um, an interview. Now we will allow them to retest again to try to get their test scores up, but that's probably one of the biggest things I think as far as preparing to come in here. Um, 
brush up on his math skills. Okay. Hmm. And so, so Don, you you just talked about like your first year and your as an apprentice coming out of high school and what you can expect. But what about you know five, ten, fifteen years in the trade? What type of ongoing training do you guys provide? So when you go through the apprenticeship, I'll kind of start there because, you know, the first year we, we talked about, but as you go on further into your years, you get some certifications through your apprenticeship. Um, really starting in your third year, you get a two-bending certification that, uh, that allows for two-bending the proper way. In your fourth year, we do a, a certification through the National Certification of Crane Operators for a signal a person to signal cranes. And then in your fifth year, we'll do an ASSE 6010 medical gas installation certification, which allows you to install those gas systems within a hospital. And then we'll finish up your fifth year with an EPRI rigging certification, which is an industrial rigging certification. And those, all those certifications all have an expiration. So you have to recertify. Some of them are three years, some of them are five years. Um, so the, the journeyman will be back in here to recertify to keep those certifications up. Uh, we have weld classes in here on Monday and Tuesday evenings with uh, two instructors each night to teach guys to come out that whether they're just learning to strike an arc for the first time or somebody that's already proficient at welding and just wants to get a new test, a new process. So we have that open to journeymen. Uh, we have a backflow certification through ASSE that we offer that. We have a water quality program through ASSE that we offer um, for journeymen. We have uh, valve repair classes for journeymen and uh, OSHA for guys that didn't get their OSHA through their apprenticeship. And OSHA doesn't have an expiration, but most of your contractors or customers require every five years to have a an OSHA certification. So we have that ongoing. I mean, we're out here anywhere from four four nights a week doing classes for journeymen almost every week. So it, it's not done when you're done with the apprenticeship. The, the, the educate, education continues on. As it does for the... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It also continues for the instructor and the instructors out here. So we have training every year that we actually we go out to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and the instructors learn how to teach um, from college professors how to get the material across. And you know we talk about things like synchronous and asynchronous online learning and using Blackboard and Zoom and all those kinds of things. So. Even when you get to this position, we, we continue education throughout our careers. Okay. Yeah. So it, so it's it's definitely more of a career than it is just a you know a, a fit gap, if you will. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, really, in the beginning of it, you know, it's 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 really what you put into it and what you want to get out of it. You know, we had guys that. You know, me, my direction kind of headed towards the the training program. You know, that was something that always interested me as an apprentice, and, and I was fortunate to get involved in shortly after my apprenticeship. But, you know, guys that I went through the apprenticeship with, 
you know, one, one of them is a specialty welder, and he travels the world now. You know, he was over in England. He was in Belgium over there welding. Um, hey, he's single, you know, no kids, no worries. So, he, you know, that's, that's what he wants to do. He wants to travel the world. We have guys that, you know, work for large companies like Exelon um, and travel around the country with Exelon as project managers, as planners, and those kinds of things. But really, it's, it's what you want to do. It, it really opens doors to all kinds of opportunities, not just, you know, being, not, not to put down being a plumber or pipe fitter is a bad thing, but that it, it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, well, so you're, the training center is in uh, Harrisburg, correct? Correct, yep. Yeah, and then, and then what's, what's the territory for... Uh, for local 520, we have a large territory. So we, we encompass 23 counties right through the center of the state. So we wow. go from Maryland, the Hoy to New York. Wow. Um, so up through State College, Williamsport. So now we have guys all over the place. Typically, you know, a guy in Williamsport, he's working in the Williamsport area. Um, State College, same thing. But, you know, we get down down to the Maryland border. So it's a large territory. We only have one training center. So the apprentices that, that are coming from Williamsport, they're driving down here, you know, one day every two weeks wow. to go to class. It's a commitment. That's, yeah. That's dedication right there. Yeah. yeah. Dedication yeah. that pays off. That's true. It does. Yeah. It does. You know, that's the one thing. We've done a lot of work with, with all, multiple building trades, um, iron workers, carpenters, steam fitters, uh, Boilermakers as well, and the dedication and the you know the the commitment to excellence is, is I you don't see it in too many professions. Yeah. And and I, I you know applaud anyone that goes down that path because you you are definitely setting yourself up not only for a career but for something that you are going to continually improve upon and get better at over and over and over again. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and that's the one thing you know. Regardless of what happens, you're always going to need a plumber. You know, you're always going to need a guy to fix your, you know, your HVAC system. And, uh, you know, those jobs are out there. And we, we just, we can't get enough people right now. You know, it's, 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 it's tough. Um, you know, we're fortunate to have the applicants that we do. But um, I'd love to see, I'd love to see more and uh, expand more and bring in, I mean, it would be my dream to have, you know, 50 or 80, you know, apprentices each year coming in. But um, we just we just recently completed a brand new building on our property here. So we actually expanded our and it's for our HVAC service division because service is just it, it's blowing up right now. We just can't get enough service guys, and uh, so we just we just added a brand new building, state of the art. Uh, with all kinds of new training equipment in there. And it, it's really going to be a showpiece, and it's going to be a way to help sell, you know, people that are interested in doing this to coming, you know, coming into the trade and, and seeing what we have to offer. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It, it's been a long time coming. We're we're tight for space, and uh, now we have this brand-new building, and I'm still – it's still work, a work in progress. The building's up, but – you know, I just got off the phone with, uh, we just received a grant from our international uh, for new trainers and new equipment for up in this new building. So 
I'm real excited to get this thing up and going. That's good. That's great. Well, hopefully we can do our small part and uh, get the word out and get some more apprentices coming your way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard you mention early that the, the ACE mentoring program, and we, we've hosted that for years here, um, yeah. where we bring them in and, you know, they get to come back and do a little soldering, a little brazing, do a little welding, and we get the plasma cutter out and cut some steel, thread some pipe, you know, trying to spark some interest you know, and, and working with your hands and, and those things. I hear from about the high school students loving all that hands-on education, and so they, they really enjoy that session. They do, and hopefully hopefully we're able to do that again someday soon. Yep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and as John mentioned, to help promote, um, when the training center's up and running, we'd love to come and do a show from there. Yeah. I'd love to, do oh, I'd love to have that, yeah. Um, have the opportunity to talk to uh, not only apprentices going through the training, but also, you know, other instructors. Not that Absolutely. you've been a great guest, don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> We're with the whole team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you also have a pretty large uh, career fair at your training center. Is that is that correct? We do. We, we have an all-trades day here and uh, where we bring in all the – the building trades that want to get involved, and, and we have uh, we bring in busloads of uh, of kids to come through and learn about not only what what we have to offer, but what the iron workers and the carpenters and uh, the bricklayers and all those other building trades have to offer. Awesome. What, what type of year? What time of year is that? The start of the school year or the end? It's, it's typically. It's actually in the winter time. It's typically right right after the holidays. Now I just don't know with you know with this year how yeah. things are going to go. But uh, yeah, we're hoping. I mean, we're we're back. We're in person full time. You know, taking all the precautions that we have to take. But uh, yeah, we're back into it again. You can't you can't really uh, weld weld pipe online. So you know we got to get them in here and get them in a weld booth. So. That's great. That's great. Well, Don, for everyone, this has been uh, the Building PA podcast, and we've been speaking with Don Eldridge of the Plumber Plumbers and Pipe Fitters Local 520. Uh, Don, thank you so much for joining with us today and having the opportunity to learn more about Local 520. It's been been a joy. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me again, guys. Thanks, Don. Yep. Take care. All right. We'll see you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.